Hi, I'm Lucy Quinlan, and you're listening to Pillow Talk, a podcast where we take Arthur Aaron's 36 question study, otherwise known as the questions that lead to love, and get couples to ask the questions to each other right here on this podcast. Each episode will feature a different couple, whether it's two strangers, siblings, best friends, a married couple, or even two people that have had a one night stand. And we see if the 36 questions lead to love or make them fall even further. So today's Pillow Talk's third episode, which is very exciting. And today's episode is pretty different from the previous two. The two individuals on the podcast today know each other because they had a one night stand two years ago. These guests are going to remain anonymous and anytime a name came up, uh, they were edited out or edited over. So I want to start this by saying I never thought I would actually be able to convince two people who had a one night stand to do the 36 questions, let alone have me record it and publish it. But these two individuals did agree to do it and I was completely floored by how open they were throughout the recording. And I don't really want to say too much else before you listen. So on that note, let's begin. Hi. 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 Um, So I'm not going to ask your names since this is anonymous, but can you guys tell me how you two know each other? I'll take this one. Um, In second year, when we both got back from the summer for the fall semester, we were down at the pier with some friends and they were mutual friends. We got introduced and afterwards DM'd me on Instagram. (laughs) Did I do that? (laughs) I like this. That I DM'd him on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can we pull it up? Do we still still, exist? We could probably find it. I still have it. Let's see what that was. It was probably really embarrassing. Like, I don't... No, I thought it was... I was impressed. It it was either, like, a hey or it was, like, a really bait line. (laughs) There's no... I was impressed. Oh, I would... No, it was very normal. Hey, sorry, I didn't grab your number today at the pier. Text me. And then I gave you my number. Yeah. That's pretty casual. Okay. I was a little afraid it was going to be way more bait than that. No, no, no. It was fine. You just didn't reply. Well, you must have texted me. That might yeah, have made sense. You. Okay. Well, I was like, you didn't so reply. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, what happened? Um, uh, we must have gone out that night. Not you. Not just you and I, but people were going out. Yeah. Yeah. No, we probably went out that night, and then I think we just went home together yeah. to my house. And I feel like that was that was that. And have you guys had a relationship at all since? I mean, we're friends. Yeah. We see each other around and say hi. But not like a like a romantic relationship. Would you like to start? <laughs> Unless you have anything more to say about your relationship. I don't really have anything that's additional. Okay. I feel like that's probably, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Okay. 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 When did you last sing to yourself and when did you last sing to somebody else? Um, I probably last sung to myself yesterday. Um, what song? I can't remember, but when I'm like at home, kind of just like putting around, I usually put music on if I'm washing dishes or something and I'll sing along, or if I'm just like in the mirror, I'm pretty comfortable around the guys I live with. So I guess that also counts as to someone else. Cause if they're listening or trying to drown me out, either way, they're probably hearing me. That's valid. How you? Um, I also listen to music when I get ready and 
I'm around my house. So I was blasting Taylor Swift this morning while I was getting ready, listening along. And then today when I was at work, we also listened to music at work and I was very much singing at work. And I'm not a good singer, so I felt pretty bad. Um, if a if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I feel like there's a few things. Uh, like if we're being completely honest, I had a really good friend of mine uh, commit suicide last year, and I'd want to know why. So that'd probably be me. How about you? Um, I was actually going to say something very, very similar. Um, my best friend passed away when I was in grade 12, so I'd want to know. Um, I mean, she passed away from meningitis, so that's obviously a very different thing, but just like universally, like why does, why do things like that happen? Yeah. I would like to know. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life thus far? Oh, that is a big one. Um, I guess I'd probably, like, I'd probably want some more context behind that, because you could look at accomplishments in different ways, like... Yeah, like, how do you define success, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I was, I've, I was pretty proud of myself last summer. I worked a really challenging job for an investment bank, and, um, I got a call in the fall semester from, uh, the guy who was my boss, and I, he told me that I was the first summer student they've ever asked back so i was pretty happy about that oh that's really cool yeah congrats thank you how about you um i think it again it depends on how you measure success and what you measure your accomplishments on um I think when I finished eating disorder treatment in like between first and second year, I was like, this is sick. Like, cause it was like a very different, um, it was just a very different mindset than what I had done in high school or what I had done previously and, and felt a lot more confident coming out of it. So I feel like that was a really big accomplishment of mine to be like, okay, like now I'm ready for the rest of my life kind of thing. Most Wait. terrible memory. Um, I've got a few of those. When I was in grade 10, I received probably like six or seven calls from my buddy in the middle of the night and didn't answer any of them because I thought whatever he wanted to talk to me about could wait till the morning. It was like four at the time. And I was living in my dad's house at the time. So I woke up at like 8 a.m. to someone knocking on my window because I lived in the basement. And I opened the blinds. I was like, what on earth is going on? It was my mom. And I was like, this is really weird. So I got dressed and she was waiting for me in the car. And so I asked her what was going on. And she said that um, one of our good family friends had passed away in a car accident that night. And it was his brother who'd been trying to call me. And I didn't answer. And I drove down to where he was and I was at the scene of the crash and I think I was like one of the first people he saw that day and I remember saying sorry I didn't answer the phone how are you um that's a good one I probably have a few as well it's just ones that are like you hold on to because they mean so much to you but also like they're just so horrible um 
I think when I found out that my my friend passed away when I was in grade 12, I, like, came home early on, like, I had last period spare. And, like, it was just, like, an eerie day. Like, you know when you just kind of know? I don't know. That sounds stupid. But um, I came home early on spare and, like, got home. And my dad was home. And my dad's, like, never home before anybody else. Like, he's always home last. And, and my sister was home. Um, and I remember just, like, like I, I, I honestly blacked out. Like, I, couldn't, I can't even remember how I found out she died. But I remember like walking up the stairs to my bedroom and then getting onto the second floor and like my whole body collapsing. And I like broke, like I, I, I collapsed. And like my dad like heard the thud and like came upstairs and was like, like thought I fainted. And I was like hyperventilating and crying. And like, I couldn't, like I couldn't breathe. I like threw up everywhere. Like I was so like, my whole body was like rejecting what was happening. And then like obviously told my parents like what or told my dad what had happened like told my sister um and they were like holy shit like that's so brutal and then I think the thing that made it so much worse was that I then called like our like other best friend um and she I guess like no one had called her yet and so then I was the person to tell her that our friend had passed away and like that just broke my heart to like have just like broken down myself and then to like hear somebody else on the other side of the phone like then break down themselves it was like so hard and I like got in my car and like I don't again like I don't even remember driving to her house like I just remember like I was there for like seven days like I don't think I went home and just like she and I stayed in her basement and like it was just like a whole time of not knowing I don't know you just like don't know what's gonna happen it's just like awful yeah that's a bad one what does friendship mean to you? Um, I guess just consistency, like being there for the good times, being there for the bad times and everything in between. But just, you know, regardless as to what the situation is, you're consistent. Um, I would say a bit of an oxymoron in terms of like, I really think friendship like friends are meant to challenge you in really effective ways but I also think they're meant to support your growth so I think that it's a bit of an oxymoron in the sense that sometimes someone challenging you doesn't seem like they're supporting your growth but I think that inherently they go hand in hand and people who are truly your friends like truly want to see you succeed and and push you to success um but are also there to support you when things don't go I agree with that your way uh, what roles do love and affection play in your life? Oh, love languages. Um, <laughs> love and that's a great question. Um, in the spirit of full transparency, like this is something I'm actually quite self-conscious about. Um, Lucy and I talk about this all the time. I like have, I don't think I've ever truly been in love with like a significant other. Um, I had a boyfriend in high school and like through first year and he like royally fucked me over and like we're still like vaguely friends now but like only due to like the convenience of our friend group from high school like just to not be horrible and like to not divide people Um, but it is something that I, I yearn for I see so many other people have these amazing relationships half my housemates are in these long term relationships and it looks so awesome and it looks so fun and I think healthy relationships are obviously such a different story than just relationships in general but I think that there's such a a stigma around either being in a relationship in university or what you want in university and I'm a very big believer that at the end of the day everybody needs love and affection like we're a species that need that 
Um, and I think sex is not always the way to do that, evidently. Um, but it's just like, they play massive roles in my life because I think they, they consume a lot of my thoughts in terms of what I actually, like, I think when we think of, when I think about like who I want to be in this world, like it just, I want to mean something to somebody else. Like it doesn't necessarily mean being like X title or having X number of dollars or whatever it is. And I think that thinking that way and having that mentality is very difficult when you don't have it. So like when you don't feel like you're like necessarily loved in like a significant other, like romantic, affectionate way. So I think it plays a big role in my life to summarize that question but mostly in like a thought consuming way as opposed to like an actionable way. What about you? Um, I guess I've had a few girlfriends in my time and the last one was in uh, first year, or like coming out of high school and first year and then um, I'd say I have been in love and it was a pretty good feeling, but after experiencing it and then having that relationship end uh, going through universities is probably playing to the stigmas that you're talking about. I was like, well, I'll just, you know, do my own thing for the next three years, develop as a person, become a little more mature, and then once I'm through that stage mm-hmm. of my life, I'll look for it again. Which I can get behind, and I don't want to interrupt you because I, I think that what you have to say is so valid, but, like, to clarify, like, it's not that I'm sitting here being like, I need a boyfriend. Like, that's so not the kind of person that I am. It's just more, like... I can't wait for the day that I like find someone that is sick and that's like yeah. my best friend. Do you no, know what I, know, I mean? As yeah. opposed to like, I don't know. I just like, don't I want to sit here and be like, I really want a boyfriend. No, it's like <laughs> it's having, like... you know, someone who's kind of like your other half for lack of a better term. It's like a pretty good feeling. I'd say that uh, compared to most guys, I'm probably in a unique situation in the sense that I've got a really close friend group just because of some things we've gone through together. And so for me to tell, like, one of the guys I'm close with, like, hey, I love you, buddy, and have him say I love you, too, it's not uh, unusual or uncommon. So in that sense, like, I've got a really good group of guys who all support each other well. So I feel like, you know, maybe not your typical affection, but I get my love and affection from a lot of guys in my life. I love that. Okay. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. I told you this on Saturday. I think you have a really, really beautiful voice. Thank you. I don't know if you recall me telling you that on Saturday. I do remember. Um, I think that you have an incredible work ethic. Thank you. I think you have good taste in music, even though this is going back to second year. Thank you. Um, this is so funny. <laughs> I think that you have good values. Can I reciprocate that? Or does that not count? I think that you're really brave for sharing what you did over the course of this so far. Thank you. Um, I think that you genuinely want to make an impact, like a positive impact on the world around you. That really warms my heart. I don't know. I don't know how to like phrase this in the right way. I think you have an incredible capacity to care for people. Wow, thank you. I think you're good looking. <laughs> I was going to say that one too, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was 
wasn't sure if it was first nice. <laughs> Says positive characteristic. <laughs> well, I think you're good looking too, but I guess I can't really say that if I'm not allowed to reciprocate. Um, okay, I think you're good. <laughs> She's giving me a nod. I think you're good looking. Cool. <laughs> now I'm all red. Um, how do you feel about your relationship with your mom? So I think I have a pretty special relationship with my mom because um, being the middle child, I was definitely the shithead of the family, <laughs> like for lack of a better word. And especially with, you know, my dad being away on work a lot or, you know, later in life after they were divorced, I lived with my mom for most of um, junior high and high school just because my dad was still working a lot at that point. Um, so I got really close to my mom especially since she had to deal with my whole kind of rebellious phase on her own. So her and I would get in some pretty nasty fights pretty regularly, and we'd argue a lot and a lot of slam doors. But one thing that I was always really good at and that she was always good at is not staying angry at each other. And a lot of the times I'd kind of uh, think of some elaborate way to kind of win her back. And so if that was like making her laugh or like making her something, or I used to like uh, make her poems and stuff, kind of about how I'd fucked up and uh, if I felt sorry about it or not. And so now I think we have a really special relationship because we've kind of gone through it all together and come out on the other side. even closer than we were before so for me I think I have, I have a great relationship with my mom how about you um I think I have a good relationship with my mom my mom and I are very very different but we look the exact same so we get frustrated I think with one another because we're so different but we see so much of ourselves in one another in that sense like it's very like same same but different kind of situation um I think I have a good relationship with my mom I think there's certain things that I do and don't talk to her about because I think that like I said we come at problem solving very very differently so there's certain things that I just like I know I'm not going to get the answer I want from her um or or a productive answer or the one that like I think is like how to move forward um she's very wonderful she's very loyal she's very um she's very calm most of the time she's the type of person where she's super super calm until she's not and then it's like i'm up to my eyeballs with this like she gets so frustrated um but i think her calmness has always been like very like an evening tone for me and um yeah i think she's good she's awesome when she answers my calls (laughs) sometimes she doesn't Okay, so Whoa. this one says make three true we statements each. Uh, for instance, we are both in this room feeling okay. Um, how do you know if they're true? Like, if you I just feel them? Yeah. And then, okay, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, we are both in this room feeling pleasantly surprised. Agreed. I'd say we are both in this room being honest. I have to do th- what, three more? Yeah. Um, we are both in this room very interested in the other person. Not necessarily romantically, that's not what I meant. I just meant interested in the conversation. Uh, we are both in this room feeling surprised. I already said that one. Do you say that? She said pleasantly surprised. Oh, oh, okay, that's, that's, <laughs> sorry. Short-term memory, apparently. Um... 
But I'm glad that I wasn't wrong. Um, I guess that makes it true. We are both in this room feeling comfortable. I don't know how to phrase this. We are both unsure of what to anticipate leaving this room. Agreed. We are this both is a really hard one. <laughs> in this room feeling like we know each other a lot better. That's true. Is that three each? Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. three each. All right. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. This is a lot of words of affirmation. Yeah, holy. holy. I'm going to come out of this with a big ego. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something like I haven't already said. Yeah, we've already covered a lot of bases. I know. We like a lot of things about each other. Well, this is, I mean, this is a bad answer, but I was just going to say, like, I, I really like how honest you've been. Or I, you know what? I really like that you were open to doing this. Okay. I, th- I like the fact that you're not afraid to, like, um, put yourself out there. And what I don't, I don't mean, like, from a confidence standpoint, I mean, like, uh, as we kind of... Because I slid just, into your DMs? Well, number one, <laughs> you slid into my DMs, and then after us not talking for... Probably several months, just hit me up like, "Hey, you want to do this podcast?" <laughs> I was like, "What about?" Because ah, we had a one night stand, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think a lot of people would uh, put themselves out there like that. Well, I truly don't think that you can be too awkward about your sexual encounters because oh until again eventually. Yeah. So about a month after we finished our initial recording. I got the anonymous duo to come back into the podcasting room and reflect a bit about their experience and tell me whether or not anything had changed since. So I just wanted to follow up since your podcast. I think we did it a few weeks ago, like maybe a month ago now. I was going to say, I think it was four. Because it was was before before reading week. Um, And I just wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts since doing the podcast. Have you guys chatted since then? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, during your podcast, when you had to think, or when you had to do the three we statements, one of the things that I believe you said was we were both sure of what to anticipate leaving this room, which unsure. you seconded. Yeah. Thank you. That's okay. We're, we're, we're both unsure. I was unsure. like, I was not sure at all. Yeah. We're both unsure of what to anticipate leaving this room, uh, which you agreed with. And so I was just wondering if anything's changed since. Well, I, I think that since the premise of the experiment is that it's designed to make people fall in love. It's not technically. It's it designed just conveniently to make, makes people fall in love? Yeah. It, it was designed to make people closer. Okay. okay. So, and yeah. I think I think typically that was applied to more of like a dating scenario, mm-hmm. whereas two single people who don't know each other sit down, go through the questions, yeah. then after that they feel some sort of connection. Mm-hmm. And so, on one hand, knowing that going in and then doing the yeah, questions, absolutely. there's definitely like that placebo effect of I'm I'm anticipating being closer, and then there's also the effect that once you actually mm-hmm. go through the questions, you do feel quite a bit closer. So I know that. When I saw her out about a few times after, I definitely felt like the need to go and say, "Hey, what's going on?" and chat. You didn't before. <laughs> not not quite as much. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I would second that. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, and we we kind of talked about this, like that that sort of conversation allows you to get to know someone really quickly. Yeah. In a sense, because it's basically looking into their head. Um, 
so that was a little bit bizarre because it's not like we've spent a lot of time together but then after that I felt like I knew you a lot mm-hmm. more than other people who I probably spend a lot more time with so that was kind of like a bizarre like catch 22 yeah I was even like I even texted you the other day and was like I honestly feel like you know me better than half the people I've dated just because they've never asked yeah those because like they don't know those things because it's like they've never asked it's not something you necessarily like a lot of the things we talked about aren't necessarily things that you just like bring up out of the blue or no, like or it, would, it would be awkward too like you don't go yeah. around asking someone so what's your worst memory yeah, <laughs> what's your greatest childhood fear like and then you don't spend the time complimenting someone and you you know what I mean like there's yeah. a lot of things that we did that you don't do with other people even if you are quote unquote like getting to know them or mm-hmm. dating or like whatever wheeling yeah whatever you want to call it I feel like by the third time or fourth time maybe that you had to say something you liked about one of like each other you were just like oh my god again like, like all there's, like all the lot. things no, yeah it's a lot for like a one and a half hour time frame yeah so. I also feel like it's like I think one of the we say like I obviously one of the we statements was like we we're unsure of what's gonna happen after mm-hmm. this and I feel like I'm still like unsure like I, I don't know about you like I still am like are we now best like are we best friends now are we like do you know what I mean it's like one of those things where you're like I still don't know like where you and I like are as humans with one another yeah I agree with that yeah not in a bad way just in like a it's like this very ambiguous like we just know a lot about each other but don't spend a lot of time together Mm -hmm. no that totally makes sense So this was definitely one of my favorite episodes to record. I think it was really interesting to take two people who had been physically intimate, but not necessarily emotionally intimate, and have them do the 36 questions. Like I said at the beginning, despite any awkwardness there may have been, they really opened up and made this episode great. Do you want to be featured on the podcast? With a partner, a stranger, or maybe even an ex? Check out the description below for details. You can also find us on Instagram at pillowtalkpodcast underscore and on iTunes at pillowtalkthepodcast.